Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Comedy Central. Comedy Central believes this podcast is good enough to sponsor, but not quite good enough to adapt into a television show. Which I get. I understand that most podcasts wouldn't translate well into a half-hour talk show. Also it's a bonus episode by the way. Today, on the anecdotal experience, how many times do you think I record these intros? Do you think I just do it one time and then release whatever I have? I don't. I did it, I remember one time, it took me an hour and a half for this one minute intro. It took me an hour and a half. Can you believe that? I just didn't like the way I sounded. Today's a bonus episode. Today, we talked to my friends, Alicaro, and my friends, my friends. Luke Brush, I'm not re-recording this. Uh, we talking about self-worth, just our own experiences. What do you struggle with? What are you insecure about? What makes you feel like you're not of value? What makes you feel like you are of value? We have some fun. Oh, go to kingsizequeen.com, buy a t-shirt, or email the anecdotal experience at Gmail, or reach me on Facebook, Instagram, or you got my number, text me, buy a t-shirt. I'll give you a deal. Let's do this cool-ass bonus episode. I know you are. I believe in myself. You're going to be talking. You're going to be doing most of the talking, so what I'm going to say won't even be relevant to the episode. But uh, thanks for taking the time. Um, I wanted I wanted to talk about your theory on the future of women and how you feel because I had a different I don't know it was different it was enlightening to me because I felt what you were saying um, but you in terms of relationship wise and even sexually and stuff you're in a different spot than me you've had different experiences than I and I really I liked what you had to say man. Because it was super enlightening. You were, I to stem your uh, memory, you were talking about women being like now in control, being the aggressors or being, yeah, what did, what did you say, man? You said it. So, yeah, and it's, uh, to start off, it's, it's like a little bit underground. Like, I don't think it's full swing yet. I'm saying it's probably trending that direction. Um. And what I was what I was saying is, um, women seem to be more in control is one way of saying it, but more of uh, they're kind of getting ahead, and guys are like stagnant. So, and this is you know strictly anecdotal. I haven't done any research because I don't. That's care what this podcast is all about, just, man. Yeah. Yeah, it only matters in my own personal life, yep. so I don't care if it affects anybody else at all besides me. Nor do I. Uh, right. Um, but you know, there's like little things like you see, um, often you'll see like a girl driving around and the guy sitting in the car next to her and you wonder like, does he have a car? Like, why isn't he driving? Um, and not that there's anything wrong with it. Like I'm going to, we'll probably have to preface the whole thing by saying, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what's happening. I'm just, there's just things that I've noticed. Yeah. Observation. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I'll see a lot of girls who are out doing things like they're, going out to eat regularly and like spending time with their friends or going on vacation. Uh, I have a friend right now. I just took her to the airport on Friday. She went to Vermont just to see her brother for a week just because she wanted to do it. She has her own business. 
Um, and, you know, can contrast that with the guys that I seem to be around or seem to notice, they seem to not really be doing all that much. Um, they're kind of, they're kind of happy to just like have a job and like, that's it. You know, I go to the gym, there's 12 girls there that are there on a regular basis. And like, you see guys come in and out sometimes, but I'm, I'm like the only guy that goes there on a regular basis, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and see the same people. And they're all girls. They're the ones who are actually like working. There's what is it, 40% of people in college right now are male and the rest are female. Like, like women are goal oriented. They're actually doing something and guys are kind of just doing whatever, you know? Interesting. So you think even just from the aspect of not even necessarily professionally, but in terms of uh, ambition, you think women are now kind of on the forefront and men are just kind of, I guess it's less, you're because as a man, you're less like submissive, I guess, or maybe you are. Maybe um, you're more, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, it might be, it might be submissive. That might be a real thing. It's more, I think it's more of just, uh, it seems just it's goals. I think when you get down to it, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of guys that are like goal oriented like there used to be, or at least like I feel they used to be where like they have a passion. They're like, I'm going to do this thing and they have a five year goal and they work their way through it and blah, blah, blah. It's more just kind of like, yeah, I you know, I hate my job. My job sucks. My job, my boss is jerk. You know, right. I can't, you know, and it's like, they have like this victim mentality, like, like they can't possibly get ahead in life. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, life's not easy, but you know, you're not a victim. Like if you don't like your job, go get another one. Like, you know, how hard is that? But they don't want to do that. They just want to complain about it. It kind of makes me unattractive to you guys. I'm kind of like, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, let alone a girl. Uh, like, I get that. Like, I understand why they're like that. <sighs> okay, so you see this, you see men in this victimhood as being, like, women are kind of, like, you know, I'm not even interested in these dudes because they're lazy and they're whiners. In that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you see that there's a trend with millennials where they're not getting married until much later in life, right? Right. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different theories out there about why that could possibly happen, and maybe mine is not correct at all, or maybe it's not like partially correct, I don't know, but if you think about it, you got a bunch of guys who are in that millennial age bracket, uh, like 20 to 30, around in there, and the guys are they're kind of slow-moving almost. Like, they're, they're just moving at a slow pace, and the girls are like, hey, we finally have, like, the internet and the ability to, like, get ahead, and, like, they're pushing for it, and it, it's, you know, it's exhilarating, and it's fun, and they're doing a thing, and the guys kind of just not doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, this is, you're speaking to your own experience, but I do think there is uh, a wave of... Women, you know, women have been told they have to be housewives. And I mean, even not even like, even just low key subliminally are told this is your role. You got to attach to a man and you got to basically you live your life for a man. Your job is to find a man. But now I think there's that wave of, nah, there's your Marissa Myers, your Hillary Clintons and Tina Fey's that are actually doing the best stuff out there. So now it's it's there's this new wave of women don't need men or they're not told that's what it is. They they're not told they need men. Well, you know what? I mean, and, and 
you know, in a certain sense, that's true. I mean, women are, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, they are the selectors. Like, if a girl, is, if a girl goes out and she's saying, she thinks that she wants to hook up with some guy that night, she's going to choose which one she wants. As a guy, if I go out and I decide that I'm going to hook up, like, I might not, because I'm not the one who selects. I'm not the chooser, like, the female selects. So, that's, like, that's absolutely, like, a real... That's like a real situation, and I think the role models specifically that are coming out for women right now are, are there, there's some really good ones out there. Like, <clears throat> there's some, like, we, you know, women don't really need men that much anymore because they're self-sufficient. They're out there, and they're like, they have a goal, they're working towards that goal, and they're looking at the guy that they're supposed to, you know, live their life for, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably get a job that pays like a decent amount of money in like the next like three years. I don't know. I'm kind of just hanging out with my buddies right now. Yeah. But if you're a female in the in your prime, you know, in the in that eighteen to twenty six year old range, if you're in that prime where you're, you know, you can do whatever you want, you're, you know, your values at its highest and all that stuff. Why would you go after a guy who's not doing anything? Like, why would you? Why would you live your life for somebody who's who's in a sense inferior to what you are? right yeah dude it is interesting it is it, i see i do see where you're coming from and obviously you know um again this is i i can see it in specific people that i know in my life or in other people's lives and i do understand that and can you talk a little bit about the way you you see how men feel around these women because you even i mean you brought up i don't know if you remember this but you brought up the fact that every girl has an instagram and every girl looks like a supermodel porn star in her instagram and every you know every girl you know i mean i mean they dress to the nines every day so every girl looks like a model now and men men don't put as much work into themselves and being uh, attractive, so they're intimidated by these. Not only are these women attractive, but they are ambitious and they have things and they're self sufficient. And they, I guess, men just don't feel needed. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's an unbalance now because if you're you're if you're a girl, you you know you already were you know previous to Instagram and whatever, you were already doing a thing where you get dressed up or you you look you get a new haircut or you get a new outfit or whatever, you feel super cute. Um, and you used to just like, you know, go to school and see if you got compliments. Now you have Instagram with this crazy amount of filters or Snapchat, which makes their filters make even ugly girls amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you can do, you know, you can just look good all the time. So you're in that spot where like you just look great all the time. And if you're a guy in that younger age range, guys are not necessarily judged on their appearance. They are judged on their appearance, it's true, but if you look at the studies, like appearance, um, attractiveness for a male, like from a female's perspective, the attractiveness is only partially due to like physically how they look. Right. Um, it plays a role, but it's less of a role. And if, if they're charismatic, if, if not even charismatic, that's the wrong way of looking at it. If they're goal-oriented, if they're confident, if they're really skilled, it doesn't necessarily matter what they're skilled in, just so long as they have a skill. It could be photography, it could be exercise, it could be their job, it could be whatever whatever it is. Um, but they need to have some particular mode of 
a particular area where they are a king, where they are dominant, where they are whatever. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that younger age bracket, I mean, you're just at a massive disadvantage because how are you supposed to possibly compete with a 35 year old who's been, you know, selling insurance for 20, 15 years or whatever? There's no way you're going to be able to compete with that. So that's why, personally, that's why I think you see a lot of younger girls going after older guys because they're more established. Guys don't really have the same amount of value until they are old. So if you're younger, if you're 18 to 25, you, you see all these girls, really like beautiful looking great on Instagram, going on trips, like they have a savings account because they're, they're planning for it. And you're just like working your crappy cheese job trying to figure out what's going on um, and really trying to find direction in your life. Like what real shot do you have? Now, you do have, you do have a shot. You absolutely do. But you got to keep that mental game strong. You got to be able to, like, really get in there and, like, hold that thought in your head that, you know, you actually are of value. But it's difficult when you see somebody who's just, like, it's really hard to not put them on a pedestal because they just, they look like a goddess on their Instagram, you know? And you're just sitting there in your worn-out tennis shoes and, like, trying to play basketball and getting beat by the older guys, you know? Yeah, no, I do. I understand that. And that is such a, yeah, it it puts, I mean, any, I mean, you can relate to men, you can relate to women, but being put in that spot, uh, it's a particularly tough time in life for everyone, even with Facebook and Instagram, just seeing other people's pictures and measuring yourself up against that and trying to feel like you have value, like you're not, like you're making the most of your life and you're doing everything you can uh and to feel yeah it's that self-confidence and feeling like i like me i like what i do but when you're staring at everyone else's you know linkedin profiles or you know instagram where they went on vacation or something like that uh and even in a lot of times when it comes to you know if you're if you're interested in a woman and she's doing all these things and she's you you see her as operating on another level than you it's spooky and you're like i don't even want to try i don't like me why would someone like me if i don't like me yeah and that that's that's definitely like you look if you look at the studies they say that social media is causing anxiety and it makes sense if you think about it it's causing anxiety for women you know i don't care how good you look there's always somebody who's going to look better who found a better shot that found a better outfit has more friends, does stuff more often. I mean, even like, you know, their kids are, are having better birthday parties or like, you know, their husband takes, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's before Instagram, before Facebook, like you only saw the people in like their immediate surrounding. So you were a little fish in a little pond. Like it's not difficult. If you went to a school with 300 people, you wanted to be 300 people. But now you're on Instagram, like now you have to be 30 million people. It to be 300 million people, then all of a sudden you have like a very real idea of where your place is in life. You know, maybe like I went to a really small school and I was popular just because there was nobody else there. Like mm-hmm. I got, I got to win just because like I was one of seven people. Like, of course I'm going to win. And then the first time I stepped into college, I realized that like my skills were not up to par. And I was like, I'm like, I'm in the bottom third. Like I'm not even average. <clears throat> and that happens, I mean, that was, for me, that was a shock, but imagine growing up that way the whole time, you're realizing where you are in life, and it's not, 
you know, you might have an area where you excel, but maybe even have 10 areas where you excel, but there's 500 areas in the rest of the area. Right. You're in the bottom. So it's difficult for girls. It's difficult for guys, too, because as the girls, there's a competition, like whether it's real or not, like there is a competition. So guys, just the girls get hotter and hotter and look better and go on more vacation. It's not necessarily just attractiveness either. It's also, yeah. it's, the whole, it's the whole spectrum. I'm, like, I'm, I'm throwing that out there because it's kind of like the, the hot button, but um, it's really the entire, it's really the entire well, yeah, you see someone having a good and exciting life. Right, you see someone that looks fulfilled and has self-worth. Exactly. And it's, it's yeah. yeah, you see that and you're like, oh, they've got, they don't, I can't <laughs> offer them anything. Yeah, so then if you're a guy, you're stuck in this spot where, like, it looks to all appearances, because, like, let's be honest, like, girls are great at, at showing off when they look the best, like, I don't even know how to do that, but a girl is like, I look good today because I pay attention to what looks good and they show it, whereas I don't even know when I look good. Right. Like, if you're if you're a guy, you have to be really comfortable with just kind of, like, sitting lower down on that ladder, on that rung, and just grinding and just, like, it, you know, you you get to see your, uh, your role models out there killing it and just, like, doing crazy stuff, and you're still learning how to do, like, basics not even the 101 like you start off with the 101 and that's frustrating and then you move up a level and then you move up a level and you're still so far um like that's difficult like because men find their value in being good at what they do yeah um so to always be like it's the same thing for guys um but then we have the added benefit i guess you would say of not being the sexual selectors women are so I think because of that, I think strictly because of social media, and also there's a really cool trend right now of, like, um, people are kind of getting along more. Like, you see a whole lot less of people badgering and, like, trolling, like, that on the internet. And if you do troll, you kind of get slammed for it. Like, people won't really stand for it anymore. Um, they don't really like, because they're like, hey, you're being an idiot. Like, you can't do that. They get shut down pretty, and it still happens. Like, it's never going to go away. It's human nature. There's, um, yeah, it's oh, way more encouraging. It's encouraging now, and it, I think it does encourage oh. people to kind of show their the best parts of your life. Like, yeah, oh, I'm looking this, good this, today. So you yeah, only there's see. There's a really cool trend with just like being yourself and like being, and it's okay to be yourself. Like, it's okay to be like, hey, man, if you're at that spot where you're just learning how to do something and you're not good at it yet, that's fine. You know why? Because most people don't even take that first step. Like, right. um, I, I was talking about doing a podcast. I'm like, man, that would be cool. My brother has a studio. He's recording people. He has microphones. He's got videos. He's got the whole thing. I could just go in there and do a podcast. Right. I haven't done it. And I didn't take that first step. So if you even take that first step and you're just terrible at something, it doesn't matter you took one step. You're already leaps and bounds ahead of most people. Right. But you don't feel that way. Like, even though you're, like, you're actually closer to the top of the ladder than you know, but you feel much further down because you're only seeing these guys, you know, you're only seeing professional athletes and you're playing t-ball. Right, that's interesting. That is, people don't, people, it's like going to the gym, man. You, people don't go to the gym because you're not going to walk into the gym and be immediately successful. Oh, yeah. 
you know. And you're going to fumble around, and then you're going to you're going to learn different things, and you're going to be there for six months before you realize that you're doing, you know, your squats wrong the whole time. You need to be further far farther forward on your toes, and you right. didn't realize that, and all that stuff. And then on top of that, to have like the girls going in there doing squats and looking good, and you're over there doing your squats, feeling like an idiot, just dripping sweat, looking terrible. And then you see another guy over there, it's Jack, and the girls just go up to him, and you're like, man, like, how am I even supposed to compete with that? Yeah, the road to the road to success is paved with failure. And people, yeah, that's what it is. You got to be, if you want to set a goal, you want to accomplish something, you got to be prepared to look like an idiot and fail. And I, you're right, I think now people are more, you know, posting pictures of them at the gym on their first day. And saying, hey, I'm doing right. this now, and I'm, you know, I don't look good now, but I'm doing it, and I'm going to I'm gonna do it tomorrow as well. And people encourage yeah. that. They're not like, oh, because that's what's funny. I remember, like, Johnny, you know Johnny, my brother, like, we, yeah. we, when we first were in high school, we went to the gym, and Johnny, he wouldn't want to go because he thought people were looking at him because he wasn't strong, you know? And it's so funny. Nobody's looking at you. I mean, if, if you go to the gym, you just see people are just at different stages in their progression. Yeah. You're not like, look at him. He's, you know, it'd be fool. You'd be an idiot to look at anyone, you know, if you're taking a class or anything. You wouldn't go into a kindergarten classroom and be like, you guys are dumb. Two plus two. <laughs> That's easy. You wouldn't do that. Why are you having such a hard time? You shouldn't even be in school. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, you're dumb. You're a fool. You know, you just people are at different stages, man. You gotta let them be at different stages. And encourage them. Yeah. So I mean, so here, here we are. We've we've established the environment. The environment is that you like. We see the cream of the crop on a daily basis. Juxtapose ourselves against that, and boy, do we look terrible. Yeah. Like we don't even come close. And specifically, if you're a guy and you're not the, you don't choose whether or not you procreate like a girl does. Um, and especially with the, the extra leveraged power of social media, where you can just, a girl can just absolutely dominate the spectrum because, you know, all you have to do is be attractive. You don't have to be skilled. Like if I want to be on Instagram and be popular, like I have to like do glass blowing for 16 years before I'm good. And I can post it. If you're a girl, you just have to, you know, you just have to be a girl. Like, that's pretty much it. So, you have a bunch of guys who are in this stage where it's really difficult to keep frame and to keep your mindset where it needs to be and to be like, you know what? Like, I don't have to compete with, like, I'm not competing. This is for me. I'm doing this because I want to do it. And to, like, hold that really steady in your head. It's really difficult to do that. And if you're not strong and if you're not disciplined, you're not going to do it and you're going to crack. And I think because of that specifically, Girls are able to do kind of whatever they want right now. And they haven't, that's not really been as much of an option in the past. And now that they can do it, they're going to do it. And it's okay if they take pictures of like when they were out at the club and they're wearing their tiny ass skirts and like flashing it around and stuff. Because what are you going to do? Like you're a guy, you're insecure, you're going to go and be like, hey, you know, what even, I don't even know why you wouldn't like that. I personally, I like that. But um, there's, it's, it's really difficult. Like, you feel that power. Like, the power that women have over men is, like, amplified and magnified right now. Um, and I think, I mean, why, why would you not take it? 
opportunity and you're female, like, you should. And you should make the changes that you think you should see in the world. And I'm not talking about the club dress dancing around thing. I'm talking right. about just in general. If you have that power, you know, you can use it. And, like, that's why we have things like we actually had um, a female presidential candidate make it all the way to, like, the, she was one of the last two. She made it to, like, the final the final round. Like, that's a big deal. That's huge. And I don't really think that's been talked about that much. Um, and it's not just that. It's the whole, it's the whole spectrum. The whole, you don't have to, as a female, have a fake pen name anymore and say that you're a guy so that people will listen to you. You can actually just be a girl and say, hey, guys are dumb. It's almost, you almost want to, as a guy, come up with a girl's pen name to go out so people will listen to you, you know? Yeah, um, no, and I do think, I, I think that's interesting, too, because I think you also see from, uh, like, misogynist men, you see this kind of, uh, what's the word, emotional reaction to uh, disrespect women or discredit women for what they're saying. And I think this emotional reaction comes from the fact that uh, we're all equal now, and they're scared of that. It's spooky. Yeah, like the the playing field has been leveled, and I mean, I'm gonna pull out the white male thing right now. It's something that I think is interesting. Like, as a white male, we have had power that we should not have probably had. Like, we've had an unfair advantage for a long time. Like Louis C.K. says, you go back to any time in history, you're a white male, you're gonna be okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and Dealing with being put in a spot where, like, it's, like we should—it's—it's it's balanced now, um, you know. Or put back where we should be, where it's like an even playing field. That's, that's difficult to go from being able to, you know, from being like captain of the, of the football team to just being like a regular guy, like which you should be just a regular guy. Like, I shouldn't be captain of the football team just because I'm white or a male or whatever. But that's, that's another thing, too, is you get, like, losing power. It's like, it, it's, like we should, I shouldn't have had the power in the first place, but losing that power still sucks. It's still right. hard. You know, it's like being able to cut to the front of the line just because and, like, sticking your tongue out at everybody else because, hey, I get that. And now you're like, you know what? That's not what I should be doing. Getting in line sucks just because I'm used to being at the front of the line. Right, because like, now I'll you probably, have to... I catch flack for saying that, but... No, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, it's it's you've had this you've had this advantage your entire life, and now you you never really had to play by the rules. You never had to work as hard as everyone else. Now everything's kind of equal, and it's scary because you're like, oh man, I might not be as good as everyone else. I might now have to fight with the rest of them. That's I get it. You know, you can't you can't blame. I mean, we all do it. We all want it to be the way that it was. We are afraid of change. We don't want to see. You know, people don't want uh, immigrants. They're like, no, this is my country. I want it to stay the same. And I don't blame these people, but I I get what they're coming from. You know, they're saying, hey, let's leave it. Let's leave it how it is. Isn't it good now? I don't want to have to adapt. I don't want to have to change. Just let me yeah. continue my life. And that's not the way it works, man. It's not the human experience. Yeah, it's, it's Iron Man. It's Iron Man, and he loses his suit of armor, and now he's just a regular guy. Yep. Um feel power like Iron Man is still awesome like you know Tony Stark's still a cool guy and I'm sure all of your listeners uh, like this this anecdote but they um, it still sucks like you feel vulnerable and you feel tough and you have to just like power through that and like you 
have to really keep a firm grasp on reality. And reality is saying, hey, like you've always been like this. You just had a stupid mindset before. Now your mindset's correct. The actuality of the situation remains the same. You just feel different. And you and like you got to keep that. You got to keep that in your head. Otherwise, man, it's just you're in a rough spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and any time that you're in that rough spot, like anybody can take advantage of you, and they will. Yeah. Yep. You gotta. You gotta find your value, man. You gotta. You gotta find your value. You gotta believe in your value, and you also have to understand when you're in a position of privilege and how you measure up against everyone else, and then why you may receive certain opportunities that others have not and be aware of it because when it's gone you need to know you need to be aware of the fact that of your ability and the level of ability you're at yeah i think um as a little like side note to this because that's kind of the whole concept of what i'm working with it's kind of like my mental framework for going through life but added on to that a little bit of gamification where in the end it doesn't really matter you know at the end of the day who cares like, you're in, like, is life tough? Sure. So what? Life's also good. Like, go out and enjoy life. If you're worried too much about how you're being viewed and about how far you have to go, you kind of already lost the game because, you know, the game is to enjoy life. The game is to be fulfilled. Right. So if you're frustrated about that, you messed up. So it's not just about being okay with where you're at. It's enjoying where you're at. Because, like, hey, you don't get to be there again. Like, you're never going to be a novice at drawing once you're better at drawing, like you only have that one time period, soak it up, be bad, like get made fun of, cause you're not mm-hmm. going to have that again. And right. then when somebody else is anonymous, you know, make fun of them. Yep. Enjoy the journey, man. Seriously. Enjoy the journey and make other people enjoy the journey too. Cause if I'm going to feel like crap, like I'm going to make other people happy. I'm going to make myself happy. Like make it a game. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, oh, I say that all the time. It's all part of the game, man. Sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you accomplish stuff. It's all, don't take it all so seriously. Don't take any of it seriously. It's not worth it. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, this has been great. I'm sorry I called you late uh, and I I didn't text back. Uh, I'm a shit friend, but you're, I love you. No, and I like, if you were a good friend, I wouldn't want to hang out with you anyway. Yeah. That's fair. I'm annoying. Hey. Me too. Thanks for buying. You were the first guy to buy a t-shirt, so. Hey, and that picture is coming. I just, I've been trying to get good photos, and it's been raining for like a week. So it's coming. It's just not there. All right. All right. I don't know if I'm going to do the no pants thing like your buddy did, but I don't have the hairy thighs for it. My thighs are too white. Dude, I'd love it if you did, so. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that when I'll send it just to you. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on. All right, send it if you send it to me though. I understand is going on the internet. I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. Okay, I like to show off my thighs. All right, well, cool, man. Uh, yeah, thanks again. Have a good rest of your Sunday. I'm gonna organically hang up the phone because I think this is pretty cool. So yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. All right, absolutely. Love you, buddy. So, what'd you think? Do you have an opinion? I felt like that was such a... I get it. That's the anecdotal experience. If you have an alternative experience to Luke Brush's experience, let's hear about it. Hit me up 
If you're a lady, I'd love to hear your side of that. But right now, let's do the anecdotal experience with Alec Caro and his experience with self-worth. It's hard as a person now to not judge yourself against everyone because you're always looking at Facebook and you're seeing the best aspects of everyone's life and you're seeing everyone showing themselves either at their most successful, their most happy, their most uh, in love or whatever it may be. So you're just seeing all these clips and you're thinking, I'm not though, but not me. And, and it's tough, especially in terms of success. It's tough to, and we basically, when we talked about, it's hard, you look at yourself and you're on step one of a journey and it's, and you, it's hard to get past step one because you're looking at all these people on step 45. How do you, so do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, you, uh, I don't know, you have a, you have a tendency to put stuff in general terms that's sort of, uh, I don't know, it feels, it feels a little boxed in, but I I definitely, I understand the sentiment because, um, so, I don't know, to give you an idea of where my life is at. Right now, I'm 29 years old, and I'm laying on a heating pad uh, to try and uh, fix up my back. I have tendonitis in my forearms. Yeah. And uh, today was the second day of... Uh, today was the second day of my job uh, that I just started for 10, 15 hour working at a uh, escape room facility. You okay. Know, like, uh, you know, escape room. People know. Yeah, it's like uh, you put people in a room, you give them a bunch of clues, and they have an hour to sleuth their way out of it. Uh, and it's basically me and a bunch of uh, college theater kids. Uh, that worked. Being trained, I'm being trained by people in their early twenties, and there's just this flood of people coming in all day. And they're all in their late 20s, like I am. They're talking about how they were, like, on a business trip in Mumbai. They all have, like, nice clothes. And they all clearly have jobs where they can afford to just, like, throw away 40 bucks on pretending that they're trapped in a murder hotel or, or, a, or, a, or a sex motel or some other various motels. And I'm there feeling like, um, I don't know. What is my what is my career path? I have uh, spent the last two years being the lowest level of tractor mechanic possible, and uh, all I got for it was uh, a messed up body. But um, I don't know. I have friends, and I have people who love me, and people who I care about. Uh, and I think it's just a matter of like what what aspect of myself am I going to put my self worth in? You know, because if I put my self worth in my career, that's nothing right now. You know, if I put it in terms of financial stability or financial power, that's nothing. If it, even if I put it on my physical prowess, my physical ability, which is something I did for a long time, it's like oh, I'm a really dexterous person. I'm a really handy person, 
you know, I can, I can fix that. I can jump over that. At this point, I can't put my value in that. So what do I put it in? Uh, and the only thing that I can like put value in that makes me feel good about myself is my relationships with other people. And I don't know. I'm pretty confident in that, you know, like I have friends, I have friends, uh, all over the country. Yeah. yeah, I have friends in Cincinnati, I have friends in Los Angeles, in New York, in in Georgia and Florida and other places. There's people that I can call and who can call me and we can talk about whatever the fuck. That's, uh, I don't know. I've, been, I've just been trying to put stock in that, you know, because it's all I have right now. So when I hear that, that's, that's what's interesting because a lot of people are, oh, I put my identity in being a businessman or I put my identity in my body, how sexy and how nice my abs are, or I put my identity in how smart I am or whatever, or how much money I have. So what would you say? Do you, I feel like, are you saying you put, so you try to put your identity in that you, Alec Caro, are a friend? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think that's, I think that's pretty much a hundred percent where I put my value these days. And I should probably diversify a little bit. Don't put all my friends in that bed, all my all my eggs in a friend basket. In case I drop that one, but uh, I'm running out of baskets. Yeah. And that seems to be that seems to be my most uh, stable one. Yeah. No, and I think I mean I've been in situations where I've felt that basket um you know, some of my, some of the eggs fall out of that basket for me. I've felt like, oh man, am I a shitty friend? Am I am I a bad brother? Did I let my I mom down? You know? Do you get that? Are you are you a bad friend? Um, are you I, a bad brother? I I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that, but it's a it's a thing that gets me down when I start thinking about it. I, I know if I were to ask these people. They'd probably say, yeah. "Oh no, you're no, you're great. We love you and everything." But you know, I get in my own head about that stuff. I think about situations that still haunt me. That things I said or things I did that were not well, how being. Long cool. ago, how long ago did that happen? This particular incident. Yeah, like I mean, when you say you, you still think about things, you're still haunted by things. You probably have like a a, a greatest hits top five list of those. Sure. Right. Worst hits, dude. Biggest failures. Which is, uh, I mean, on that on the on that VH1 countdown, how long ago did like the top two or three happen? Ooh, man. All right. I um, one was I was in I went to Bible school in Germany. Uh, yeah. When I was twenty, so it was eight years ago, and yeah. my brother came out to see me. Um, and I, there's a message on Facebook where I told him, Hey man, I'm going to be hanging out with my Germany friends. Um, just want it. Cause it was the last week I was in Germany. So I'm basically like warning him that like, Hey, if I'm a little distant and wanting to hang out with my Germany friends, it was something I worried about. I also think I liked a girl and I like wanted to make my move too. Which I did yeah, yeah. do, so I was like very distracted by her, and in hindsight, sure. it was this like, and I mean, he ended up coming. We had a lot of fun. He like got along with everyone, and it was great. 
But it was the email before where I was like, hey, man, I might blow you off. Me, like, kind of not saying it in those words, but even what I said, it's still, like, was not a cool thing to do. And granted, I was 20, and I was, like, in love. But it's still, I think about that, and I'm like, that was a shitty thing to do. My brother was coming across the country or coming across the world to, you know, pay his own way and come out and see me and have a good time. And here I am sending an email saying, you know, it was something that I still think about. I've talked to him about it. He doesn't seem bothered by it. But to me, it was like, holy smokes, what a, I don't know. Well, here's, here's what I'll say about that is, first of all, setting aside the fact that it's like, it's not, it's not a big deal in actuality because it was just sort of you posturing before something happened. You essentially like <laughs> saying, hey, I might, uh, I'm thinking about being a bad brother, just so you know. <laughs> that, yeah. like, it's not even like you really stabbed him in the back in any way. Uh, so setting that aside and setting aside the excuse that you're 20 because I think that's, uh, that's an easy excuse to lean on. What's crazy about that is that's something that happened to you eight years ago. And I'll still beat myself up over stuff that happened when I was like 10 or 11 sometimes. Like I was shitty to a camp counselor when I was in elementary school or middle school. Uh, I remember this instant of just like being really flipped with this camp counselor and like throwing them off their game when they were trying to address a bunch of little kids. Yeah. Now that happened almost 20 years ago. What you're talking about happened eight years ago. I mean, every seven years, every cell in our body dies and is replaced with a different cell that's just like, it took over for it, you know? Like it received the training from all the other staff that was available and it knows what it's doing, but it wasn't there when the incident took place. So essentially what you're doing is you're allowing your anxieties to beat you up over something that someone else did in like in a different lifetime. You know what I mean? You're not that person anymore. Yeah, I get your point. I mean, I, I, I changed enough over the course of two or three years to be able to be like, all right, I've, I've lived and learned and regretted that enough and beat myself up over it enough that it's not progress. There's nothing to be gained by continuously punishing myself for the errors of a teenager, you know? And I'm sure when I'm in my 40s, there will be no purpose to me beating myself over stupid stuff that I'm doing in the present. Uh, but it's just like, it's not productive. It's, it's counterproductive. It's like, it's a weight. It's a cross that you are, it's not yours to bear, but you're refusing to put it down. Yeah, and I don't think about this all the time or anything, but it's definitely yeah, but something. Yeah, you think about you think about stuff like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, all the time. You, it's not that single incident, but I'm like you got you got a bag full, of, and uh, I don't know what I what I tend to do is I'll just say to myself whenever I start doing that, and I'm by myself, I'll be in the shower, I'll be driving in the car, I'll be making myself breakfast, and I'll just start grilling myself over something uh, stupid that I texted a girl or a a time that I was mean to my friend in high school. And 
Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. Is that helpful? Is that helpful to no, you? No, I do, and I do that too, and um, I, I do, but I, I even struggle with even like short term, like things I say, like I'll say something at work to someone that I really like, and I want them. They're they're nice. They're friendly. They're a friend. A friend, let's say at work or something, and I'll say something stupid. Um, that maybe they get offended by, and then I'll just fester on that. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me what this example is. Oh man, I don't even Come on, know. Come um, on. Okay, let's say, let's say I say something. Um, oh, man, is it's funny even thinking about it now. It's not even. It, it's me almost referencing someone else being racist is what it is. It's so I. In I mean, I can't go. It was a work situation, so I can't really go into it. But let's say I say something that's like referencing just racial, any sort of bringing up race. So now everyone is thinking about race. And if this person is black, like Latino, uh, Middle Eastern or something, I'm now like bringing it up. And now I feel like I've made them uncomfortable because now it's a conversation in a kitchen about race and now i feel like they're uncomfortable and i was just trying to be dumb i was you know trying to fill silence or something like that because i was uncomfortable and now i said that and now he's uncomfortable and he's a really nice guy and i feel like uh i feel like i made him uncomfortable i feel like i'm a piece of shit because i just either was made someone uncomfortable yeah, or said something. Yeah, that's really what it is. Anything even like that. And even thinking about the situation now, I'm sure if I were to talk to this person, they would say, oh, no, that was fine. Like, that, I didn't, I don't even remember. They probably won't even remember, but just the thought that I thought, hey, potentially I made this nice person that I like and respect uncomfortable. I I, I just stayed awake. And I know I thought about it on my way home that day. I just thought, I kept thinking about that. I'm like, oh, man, I hope I didn't, whatever I said, that thing didn't make them feel yeah. bad. I think I'm at the point in my life where I would have, on the drive home, called that person. Yeah, I don't... Say, hey, man, I just want to say that I feel dumb about what I said earlier, you know? And that's one way to approach it. Or you can right. forget about it, because you're probably right. It probably doesn't even really matter to that guy. I mean, worst case scenario, he's got a big dossier in his head about Joey Bertoff. That's like one line at the bottom of one page. That's like I don't know, kind of made me feel awkward one time because he said something about blacks or Latinos. Right. You know? That was that's uh, and that's and what it, it it's the latter. It's the it wasn't a big enough deal to even call. Of kind of you know it's been two days and now I'm I'm yeah, far but enough. You know what, but you're yeah, but you're thinking about it. So I'm not I mean, now. Like, that was just an example. <laughs> sure. Just call the guy and be like, hey, I need to get some off. No, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Uh, I'm going to go in on Monday. Uh, I know I'm going to see him, and I'm going to feel it out. And if it does feel, like, tense at all, I'm going to, you know, and it feels like something I should bring up, I'm going to bring it up. But it definitely won't, because I'm far enough away from the situation to realize that it was for sure not a big deal. Right, so just think about it eight years from now and punish yourself emotionally for having done it. Okay. Yeah, and then carterize it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's what I worry. That's sure. where that's where I find myself to be most insecure is uh, yeah. not 
not any sort of stupid stuff, but the stuff that actually matters, like actually being good to the people you know that what, love me. Uh, so, yeah, I've listened to a lot of uh, episodes of uh, Anecdotal Experience, and I was listening at one point uh, to Courtney Mills' episode for the second or the third time. And uh, there's a part in that episode where she's talking about uh, talking about Zen or something like that. She's talking about basically drawing. She's talking about like giving someone a coloring book and allowing them to color. Uh, and they do they they color and they're I think it's mindfulness. Yep. Like they're coloring so completely and so focusedly, and they're so in the moment in the fact that they're just taking colored pencils and filling in spaces that they have nothing else bothering them in that moment. And in the way that she was explaining it, it was very clear to me that it's, uh, the idea is to do something so completely that you lose all of the, the horse shit that's going on in your mind, all like the, the peripheral anxiety, all the other like buzzings and mosquitoes of, of anxiety and, and irritation and frustration just go away, you know? Mm -hmm. You don't hear them. But to you, you, you heard her describe it and you said, oh, it, it's distracting yourself, which is weird to me because it's like you were thinking that the stuff in your head is the stuff that is real and by doing something outside of your head, that's a distraction. When really, I think it's the other way around, you know? Like, you you got to just, like, do what you need to do every day. You know, you got to keep, like, moving towards whatever you're moving towards. And the stuff that's going on in your head, like uh, an email that you sent to your brother while you were in college, or uh, whether you were nice to your mom or had a crush on a girl, or whether you said something racist at work, that's the stuff that's uh, a distraction, you know? This, that's that's uh, it's just like little shit to trip over, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that is what it is, and yeah, there is really no. And I don't do this a lot. I'm just saying this is these are the things that I find myself to be insecure about. Um, and you're right. It is. It is. I just need to have faith in myself that I am. A good guy and I am doing my best and keep doing it because there's no point in you know hating my life because I'm so anxious and worried there's no point I don't do this you're, a lot you're a, you're a great guy Joey you're a great guy and you're a good friend and you're a good brother and uh, you know you're you're a you're you're a thinker and you're a lover and uh, stop just stop uh, being an asshole Okay. Yourself, and I got to do the same thing too. You know, like I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. Perpetually plagued by my own anxiety and uh, fear that I'm not going to live up to some potential. But I don't know. You just got to keep your head down and keep pushing through it. Yeah, and, and, and enjoy the ride. You know. Yeah. Enjoy this whole putting your head down and going through each day. Yeah, yeah, and there's cool shit going on, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff to enjoy. That's, I think every day. No doubt, dude. That's what it is. It's, you know, stop. I rode, I rode, I rode my bike back from work today, and I saw a child in a third-story window, uh, and they had air conditioner cages outside of the window. It's just like, just like metal bars that you see outside the window, except it shaped in such a way that it will accommodate uh, a window unit air conditioner. Yeah. And there was just a small black child, must have been like uh, 18 months old, year and a half old, inside this air conditioner cage, just jumping up and down and singing and dancing uh, in a third story, which is an absurd thing to see because this child could very easily pull into its death, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't dancing, and uh, it'll probably never remember that. Uh, it's later life, but I'll probably remember that later on. Also, almost hit a uh, Hasidic Jew with my bicycle because he was walking in the bike lane and texting. That was, uh, that was interesting. And uh, I appreciate I appreciate these moments for what they're worth. And uh, I don't know. It's nice to focus on them and not my my impending doom, my my physical uh, decay, and uh, the fact that I'm I've been operating in the red for several months. Yeah, there's something about a child that they just they don't worry. They don't take Xanax, you know. They don't do yoga. They just do. They just kids dance. Worry. I don't know. Some of them, the kids worry about weird shit. Yeah, less if you though. See, if you see an anxious kid, an anxious kid will get anxious about like their grand out of order, you know. Yeah, and you're it right. Scales up. We're still anxious about our crayons being out of order, except it's just like what we consider to be our crayons being out of order has changed to our work deadline being behind, it still doesn't really matter. Yeah, I do think, yeah, I think they do experience to far more, like, far more extremes where a child can be experiencing pure joy just, like, dancing in a window, you know? Like, that kid is far more away from the stress of his crayons being out of order than I ever am about all of my stupid bullshit. Yeah, yeah, he's exercised a uh, supreme appreciation for the little things that it's, uh, it's hard to gather when you uh, got shit going on. Just have a good time. Yeah. Is that have it? Time. I feel like that's What's it. Up? I feel like that's it. I feel like that's life. Is it short? Have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Also, got to sort of. No, that's the whole thing, dude. I just figured it out. I mean, just uh, I don't know. Try to try to treat other people with respect, and when you do work, try and do it to the best of your ability. Sometimes the best of your ability doesn't. uh, It's not. Other people don't think it's great, but I mean, as long as you're doing it the best you can, the best you can do it. Sometimes your best is not good enough for some people. Fuck them. Yep. Yep. That's all you can do. Nice. You got anything? You got? You want to tag it up with anything? Oh God, no. Okay. No. All right, uh, man. No. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm doing this thing where big I tags, big tags, covered in tags, scraping the tags off. Yeah, that was pretty much twenty minutes of tags. 
podcast, radio show. Mm-hmm. It'll be on the internet tomorrow. Fantastic. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for buying a T-shirt and sending me a picture of you in your oh, underwear. Always. I love it. I love being immortalized in a T-shirt. Sweet. And Angela Luna. Yep. Yep. Shit's tight. Yeah. I wore that shit three times. I haven't even washed it yet. Hell yeah. Keep your moon angels stink. All right, we got to go. Thanks a lot, man. Love you, buddy. Good merchandising to you. All right, thanks, man. Bye. Peace. Okay, what did you think? I want to know. If you're a friend of mine or you're not a friend of mine, you live somewhere else, hit me up, theanecdoteexperience at gmail.com. Weigh in. If you have a different perspective, I'd love to continue this. It'd be cool to do a part two. If someone really felt like either Alec or Luke should consider something else, that'd be so cool. Let's do it. Please email theanecdotalexperience at gmail.com and buy a t-shirt from kingsizequeen.com. All right, we'll see ya.